We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 NFC win totals, the NFC West, the NFC North. We've already done the South and the East, so check out part one of this already released on Mayo Media Network. So give your heads a shake, pals, and subscribe right now. Also smash the like to the episode and... Of course, tell your friends about the Pat Mayo experience because football season going to be a lot of fun. You can find all of the previous shows we've done for the NFL preseason down in the comment section. And the newsletter is down there as well, which will have extra tidbits completely free to go sign up. However, sub to the audio podcast, even if you just download and delete, you know, it really helps us out. But if you leave a five-star review with a Twitter handle or email on your five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're entered in a draw where I'm divvying up a thousand bucks in cash just to give away. And you can't win it if you don't do that. So... Go do it right now. That's why you got to tell your friends so they can do it on your behalf and maybe you'll win a thousand bucks. Who knows how that's going to work? Jeff Feinberg combing his hair already. Oh, we didn't get you on the camera. Didn't get you on the camera combing your hair. No, it's worse. I got like in that little break, I helped my daughter put on sunscreen and I feel like I now rubbed it in my eyes. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a, um, I'm, I'm starting in problem. So it should be a wonderful, wonderful episode. 
So if you're looking for the over-unders with myself and Jeff and the coin from the last show, it's easy to find. Like I said, just hit the description or just find it on Mayo Media Network. Download the podcast, all that fun stuff. You want to run simulations of every week of the year, get your own custom projections out there for betting and daily fantasy. It's easy. Go to runthesims.com slash mayo right now. Get yourself the 10% off because you're going to want it if you're laying down any sorts of money this season on DraftKings, on DraftKings Sportsbook, no matter where it is. It will only help you out. Let's introduce the fourth member of the show. Came with some fire, and he came with a cuss corner last time, and he'll have another one this time. It is Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. That is not my name. I don't know that I came with fire. I felt like that was a pretty even-keeled episode. Paul had mentioned that last episode's cuss corner mini was one of the best cuss corner minis in a while. Well, fair enough. I mean, I don't know how I never know when I bring these topic up, which direction things are going to go. Sometimes they fall flat and sometimes people light up and uh, that uh, was the latter this time, which is great, I suppose. Well, Jeffrey, we're going to start out West with a defending Super Bowl champion, the Los Angeles Rams. They are the favorites in the West. Ten and a half is their win total. Seems low for the Super Bowl champions on paper at least minus 250 to make the playoffs plus 130 to win the division five and a half to one to win the conference 12 to one to win the super bowl they appear to have a big challenge in this division and the coin is going with the what's heads heads is over the over for the los angeles rams this time around it does seem like 10 and a half is kind of low doesn't it although matt stafford after being propped up by tim andercast now has like elbow t- tendonitis or something like that it's a concern, but look, you know, they start the season with a with a walkover, so you get one win to start, and then it's just a question of can I get nine more to basically have this thing, ten more, get this thing locked up. I feel really good about this Rams team. Uh, I don't think they're as good as they were last season. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they're still crazy talented. As Jeff always says, there's no depth on that team, and he's right. Uh, that team doesn't have a ton of depth, but what it has is top-line skill at basically every position. So uh, there's so, and, and particularly since I know this division is hard, but like I'm down, everyone's not down on Seattle and I, as we'll discuss, I'm quite down on the Cardinals too. I don't know. It's quite as hard as people think it is. Um, I think that we're going to have a couple double digit teams in this division and the Rams are one of them. I think they win 11, maybe 12. I'll lean to 11 and then we will take the over. I don't love it. Um, I, I don't like any of the bets on here. Uh, to make the playoffs minus two fifty is too short. Uh, but anyway, I, I like the I like the Rams enough to pick them here. That's for sure. Go over. I'm kind of leaning with Tim on this one. Over seems like the right bet. Although I feel like we take the under on the Rams every year between you and I, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not doing that this year, Tim. I mean, Tim said a lot of what I wanted to say, and it seems like we may have a similar outlook on all four teams in the division um, for the start here. The win total definitely seems low. And if you look at it, I guess that has to be a byproduct of the head-to-head versus the entire AFC West, a first-place schedule that gives them Tampa and Green Bay as crossovers. And you talk about an ultra-weak NFC for everyone to take advantage of, um, the Rams don't have that. They don't have depth either. But what they do have is ultra skill, and what they also have is maybe some of the best scheme in the league. So I'm going to bet on their skill and on their scheme, and I'm going to take 10.5. There's enough 
parts of this party that that make me pretty confident they're going to do that. I don't see the crowning achievement again, but for ten and a half, I'm in over. Would it surprise you that the under ten and a half is minus one twenty five, and to bet the over like you guys plus one oh five? I am a little surprised. I will say that. Um, maybe people are banking on regression. Maybe people are really uh, bullish on San Francisco and Arizona and therefore think that the Rams might be the odd man out with a little bit of malaise after a Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm not sure, quite sure I can sort of divine that reason. But uh, great. Glad to hear that uh, you get a little bit of plus money to go with the Rams here. Marvelous. I'm gonna... And I just want to correct myself, sorry, because I said their crossovers were the Packers and the... the um... Buccaneers? Which is true. No, they, they play the Buccaneers as a full division. Oh, so Dallas. Are the Packers and, and Dallas. But it is a December But they get a third crossover, road. right? They get a top team in the AFC would be their other crossover. They get a number one seed from the, from the AFC. Yeah, that's Buffalo. That's week one because there they're you, AFC. There you have it. They, they play the entire AFC West and the Buffalo Bills. So they play four good teams in the Bills. Okay. Um, yeah, but either way, and that, that Green Bay game is in December. It is in Green Bay. I don't know that any of that stuff matters. Again, I think their skill and scheme can overcome all of it. I'm going to ride the over with you guys. I'm going to get a clean sweep of the overs for the Rams onto the Niners. This seems like the team that everyone wants a piece of here. 10 is the win total. Minus 225 to make the playoffs at DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus 150 to win the division. 7.5 to 1 to win the NFC. 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Maybe Jimmy G will end up starting games for them this year, which probably means they're under, has most definitely hit at that point, because Trey Lance is going to start the season as the starter. It looks like Debo is going to be there. No problem. The Bo- Nick Bosa, healthy, and Tim's pick to win Defensive Player of the Year. Already it sounds, Tim at least, like you're very high on the San Francisco 49ers. To quote one of my favorite philosophers, Jimmy Wichert, smashems. <laughs> uh, I love San Francisco this season, and I really like what that team is doing. I am willing to believe in Trey Lance in part because I think Shanahan is a is such a a perfect quarterback coach that he has drafted. He chose a player whose skill set he really likes and has had a full off season to devote all his energies to developing an offense that will maximize the skill his quarterback has. I, I think that Lance is going to hit the ground running and play really well. Love Debo. Everyone knows I wanted Debo to be a Jet. I still wish he were a Jet. I love Debo Samuel. Uh, Kittle is, is, continues to be one of my absolute favorite players in the NFL. I love the way he plays football. It, hold on. Defense, it, hold on. Is that because he kittles your timbers? <laughs> no, but that's still great. Uh, San Francisco was loaded top to bottom. Uh, there, and if Lance plays well, and I think he will. I mean, this team got to the national, the, the NFC Championship game last year with subpar quarterback play because that defense is ferocious. That defense shut down what was an excellent Packers team to, to 10 points last season uh, in the playoffs. The, the Niners, then Dallas, who had a fantastic offense all season, couldn't do very much against the Niners in the playoffs. Like San Francisco is just is, is stacked. Uh, I love them a lot here. I certainly love them to the over. Jeff, they were one dropped interception away from cashing us a bunch of money to win the NFC last season. Would have been a lot of fun. Um, You know, as Dan Campbell, I think, Pat, like crushed the coach of the year market in terms of where that opened to where it is today. It feels like uh, on the MVP market, if it's not Jalen Hurts, 
it's Trey Lance. And while I'm so high on the 49ers, I cannot wrap my head around the Trey Lance, like being that good this fast, having played so little in four years, having never essentially in his entire career from college and pros, I don't think he's ever run a two minute drill practically like that's so weird. Um, but I'm still over on the 49ers. And when Trey Lance works, as discussed in our future bet show, I think Kyle Shannon to win coach of the year. If Trey Lance is a hit, who do you think they're giving the credit to? If that team goes back to another title game with a different quarterback, one with no experience, one that he leveraged everything to pick when people thought it would be other people who he was picking, coach of the year. Um, so that could be my favorite 49er bet, but I'm picking them to win over everything Tim said. The offense, the defense, they might be less efficient, but they'll be far more explosive. And and that's just what they need, in my opinion. So 49ers oh, over. Um, yeah. And their division is so, their season starts so easy, Pat. The question is, are they going to, they could eliminate half the eliminators in week one and two if they don't win with Chicago Seattle starts. Oh, 100%. Uh, they're, if they don't go 2 0 to start the season, like everyone is out of Survivor immediately. I'm going under on the 10 wins. You talked about the crossover schedule. I think they're good. And listen, if they make the playoffs, I think they could probably make the playoffs at nine and eight anyway. That I think they will be a formidable team, but I'm just. Yes, if Trey, like, I like Trey Lance. I think fantasy-wise, he's going to be excellent. But that would also include him being down in some games and having to run for his life a little bit, a la Jason, Jalen, Jason Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and piling up fantasy points that way. I think they're going to play a lot of close games. And when you give me an elevated win total for a team that's going to play a lot of close games against good teams versus an L a lower win total against, like you had mentioned with, I think it was the Falcons or whoever it was, that was just, you know, you expect them to cover a lot of spreads within seven points, yep. but lose a lot of those games. But, I mean, they could just win a lot of those games too once you start getting into one score games a lot of weird things can happen if things break the other way for the 49ers and they're playing close games against these good teams the under is going to come through and it's not that difficult of a division where they have to win 14 games maybe they will i don't see them doing it i have them under the 10 that's even money on both sides minus 110 where it's even to the split of the juice on both sides on DraftKings sportsbook right now arizona is up next and this is a trickier one I think at least. I know Tim's going to say it's not, but I'm taking the over on eight and a half wins for the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs 125. I think Seattle, we're going to get to them in a second, is an absolute dead fish in this division. And a lot of this win total is going to be predicated, as we've seen in years past, Tim, on if they can go like five and one to start the year. Because as the season goes along, it just does appear like that's the worst the Cardinals get. Well, if only they didn't have their best receiver out for the first six games of the year so they could do that, right? Like, everything is lining up poorly for the Cardinals. Uh, they're a year older. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is that great of a coach. Uh, they have trouble finishing seasons. They don't have their best uh, playmaker on the field for a good amount of it. And the Rams and the Niners are quite good. And I just do not trust Murray to have a very nice season. I the defense, well, they have, oh, they have J.J. Watt back. Oh, great. Like, I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, who, another person who just doesn't play, a marvelous player who just doesn't play football. I, I Tough schedule, tough division. I don't see a whole lot about Arizona to get excited about. I mean, 
Could they go over? Yes. Could they be nine and eight? Absolutely. I could see them going eight and nine, nine and eight. I personally think they're going to win like seven games. And I think Cliff Kingsbury's out the door at the end of the season. And I think that would be good for Arizona if that were the case. So I am going to play the under. I'm not as optimistic about them, but it's the NFC. They are not one of the worst teams. Therefore, they can rack up wins. I think a lot of people are sort of like warming on the Cardinals or think the Cardinals could actually no, have a nice No, see, I, I feel like it's the opposite. I don't. Going into every season, people want Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury to be a thing, Jeff. And people did. I mean, you picked them to win the division. They won the division, what was it, two years ago? They, they didn't win it last year, did they? Did they win it last year? No, I can't remember. They did not. No, the game was in the Ram. The Rams hosted that. The Rams game. hosted that, that game. So it was too buckle so, of the game. Yeah, it just feels like they linger. They're going to be right around this win total, but it does feel like all of the shine is off the Cardinals oh. and Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, where there was just so much hype the past few seasons and. Under is going to be the very popular bet if people are betting the Cardinals. I'm just going to swerve. I'm going to go over. I still think they have enough talent to get through all this. I love your mindset. Like, I lo- like just totally swerve because you're totally right. I don't know what offseason Tim follows, but that shine is so gone. They're on, like, that final rose in the Beauty and the Beast. Like, the final petal is about to fall here. Kingsbury, for all the love we wanted to give him, or people wanted to make him great, no. The whole contracting with Kyler Murray and the embarrassment, and then this, you know, is he even dedicated? That's got a stink that I think goes into the, the win total. That being said, Pat, seems a year older. I do not like them. They lose Chandler Jones on defense. They are so vulnerable. It, on that defense, in my opinion, they play so many elite passing quarterbacks this year that Kyler Murray's going to earn every cent of it. I do hate that I am making my 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 call here is trending with the public consensus and the vibe that could very well be in the moment. Give me give me the under. I think this is just an older team. I didn't see them getting better. And I think that defense is going to leave them in some vulnerable spots. They de- they beat the tar out of the Titans week one, looked <laughs> dominant defensively. I swear that gave them two months of people thinking their defense was good. Like that one week, one game. Yeah, but, that, but their, 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 defense so also got, their defense also lost like their two best players like four weeks later. So always context is king. That is important so unders for you two and the coin i will be going over heavy under for me with the seattle seahawks five and a half is their win total the, the betting public is with me on this one it's like massively juiced to the under right now five to one to make the playoffs 20 to one to win the division 80 to one to win the conference 50 to one to win the super bowl this is why i said i liked atlanta eight to one to make the playoffs as a decent bet jeff because seattle's five to one to make the playoffs seattle is god awful like my Ch- chicago is the worst team in football bet i feel like this is the team that i really need to watch out for i'm looking at their schedule they have two winnable games three winnable games at least right now and i picked the over on two of those teams i guess it had depending on how you feel about the lions and it does seem like the lions are gonna be a lot better they play the falcons they play the lions they play the giants and they play the panthers so they even if they win all four of those games what are they four and 13 great thanks for coming out this is Pete Carroll's last season he's not back next year it's not happening A very weird situation in all respects. Even the fact that they're such a run first team and their first round pick near the top of the board is uh, an air raid offensive lineman. 
and all Pete Carroll, it seems like, wants to do is run. So just no, there seems to be no symmetry out of Seattle at all. Um, whoever said it earlier, I think might have been in the past show when the first coach to get fired. I don't think that's possible because he's Pete Carroll and it seems like there's enough respect and doesn't even feel like anyone actually owns the team at the moment. I think it's still the estate of Paul Allen, maybe his sister. Uh, yeah, I why waste any more time talking under uh, atrocious I, I i read this incorrectly at DraftKings sportsbook right now the under is actually juiced to plus 105 and the over is minus 125 so i guess people like the seattle over maybe that coincides Brand name. maybe Brand that, name. I, I think that's all this is right we haven't seen seattle be horrific you know you know the entire time that russell wilson was there so and what, what do you think the key point is with that I mean, it's obvious, right? I'm with you guys. I'm on the under. I got no faith in this uh, Seahawks team. Uh, I will, will I will guarantee they will pull off some miracle win against either San Francisco or the Rams because they that just will happen. Uh, they'll be like 13-point dogs going into San Francisco, and they'll win like a Week 14 game. I don't think they won't. But to get the six, man, I don't see it. Carroll will have to do the one of his finest coaching jobs to take Drew Locke or Geno Smith or whoever it is that's playing quarterback and shepherd that team into the into seven wins. And man, oh man, I don't see it. I like the under quite a bit. I don't really want to waste much more time on it. And hopefully this year we can bury that 12th man shit. Like, I don't remember no 12th man at no kingdom. Oh, your fans were great when your stadium was brand new and your team was awesome. Like, I think Denver has a proven commodity, tried, tested, and true home field advantage, even when they're mediocre. I don't think that's Seattle at all. Looking at the odds for worst regular season record, Seattle is third on the list right now. They're plus 650 to have the worst record in the NFL, yet people are betting they're over at five and a half, which kind of seems crazy to me. I don't get this one at all. Like, I just I don't see what redeeming qualities this team has. They have a coach who coaches like it's 1974. They lose their Hall of Fame quarterback, and as Tim mentioned, you get Geno Picks or Drew Sucks at quarterback. That's not going to help out the two good receivers, the only like good part of your team that you have, and their strategy of let's hey, let's try to run down 21. See if that one works. And there's two running three starting running backs already banged up. It looks like Kenneth Walker has his hernia, no idea when he's coming back. Rashad Penny might be okay for week 1, and Chris Carson's essentially the terminator. He has some sort of weird fusion in his neck that he might be paralyzed if he takes another hit if that surgery doesn't go well. He probably shouldn't play football again. And this is what they're rolling out there. I I, I just it's a lot of respect for a team that yeah, has had an amazing decade under Pete Carroll, but this feels like the Let's get bad. Let's get the number one pick, top three pick. We can get rid of Pete Carroll and just start over starting next year. That It does not feel like, and you mentioned that the ownership thing, Jeff. Doesn't this all feel like it's all baked into one thing? Very possible. 100%. And the people that own are in part of the transition of teams, like are hyper aware of how the team should be left for, I don't mean like the dumpster fire, but yeah, you clean the, We'll leave it to you with a clean house. Um, potentially sometimes makes it more attractive. What did you say your number was on them to be the worst to win the fewest games? Did you say you bet that? I I, I didn't bet it, no, because I bet the Bears at 10 to 1. The Bears are now down to plus 750. It's six and a half to one yeah. for the Seahawks to be the worst team in the league. Yeah, it feels like if you took the well, them and the Bears, you could get lucky, but maybe Houston ends up being what people thought I thought they'd be last year. Um yeah, I don't mind that Bears bet or on, on Seattle, even at current prices. 
All right, let's get to the division picks here. I'm going to take the Rams. Rams. Rams, Rams. San Francisco. You're really all in on San Francisco, huh? This never goes well for you when you're, like, big on San Francisco coming into the year. Probably not. I remember I was big on San Francisco last year in that game. They played against the Titans on a Thursday, and they crushed me. They did, and it, but you weren't big on the Niners going into last year, and they had a really good season. And then the year that you picked them to win the Super Bowl, they had, like, the number three pick and got Bosa. It's true. I do, though, like uh, – I like them quite a bit this year. I like them to win the division. Uh, they are 90-1 to 1 to have the worst record in the league, by the way. <laughs> Just looking at all these odds. Uh, the the Bills actually have the – I mean, you hate the Bills this year. That should be your bet, 500-1. to 1. No, 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 I don't hate them. They're just – they're a soft football team, and people are pretending like they're the – they're coming off their – their third Super Bowl in four years or something, and they're, they're, they're softer than butter. It's funny. This division isn't super interesting, is it? Not really. There are two teams that have a chance. One that, like, if everything broke right or if uh, you know, if uh, Kyler played amazingly, that they could steal it. Uh, there's not a whole lot of intrigue here. That brings us to the midway point of the show, which on these four win total shows means a special mini episode of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner, Cust Corner. <laughs> so I kind of want to take some credit here. Um, I was having some issues with my coffee machine. Uh, it wasn't working correctly for me. And uh, I, so I went online and looked online how to clean it, how to descale it. How to do this, fix that, fix. Nothing worked. So I had to bite the bullet because I'm a member of the club. I called the, the company because I knew it was under warranty. I called and uh, I said, you know, I'm looking to get this fixed because it's not working. I said, I've been looking online. And if he stopped me, the person that said, sir, never, ever, ever go online to fix. Never consider looking online for a fix. This hotline is here for people to help you. Uh, the worst thing you can do is go online and look for look look for advice on how to help uh, to fix these can, things. Can, can I? And I was like, can, hold oh, on. Can I interject? Really? That's can I awesome. hold on? Can I interject and just claim that this never happened? This is not it a true 100 story. 100 <laughs> is not a true story. 100. He said, "Don't ever go online to look how to fix this machine. Call us. You're a member. This is what the hotline is for. Don't just try to Google it and look it up." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And I was like, "Gee, yet another example of somebody telling me." not to bother with uh, wasting your time on the internet because nothing works and it lies to you whether it tells you that a store is going to be open when it isn't or whether you should descale your coffee machine in a particular way it's like don't do that just don't wait don't depend on google to give you any answers that you can trust and i kind of want some credit on this that i was i was affirmed in this <laughs> i mean again this never happened so now you're it making 100 you're, make, you're making 100%. up stories to try to give your, this is, you need credit this is so sad. badly this is sad that you can't just give me my due when i get this right uh, you have to just say oh this never happened you, you just you, that that that's how much it bothers you that someone in a position told I, I, I me not to worry about the I, online don't, I, don't I, ever I, go online I, I don't care what they said and i just know that jeff does that sound like someone so, something someone would tell you Honestly, the way the way that the way that Tim has described it, I I don't disagree that he probably said something to the effect of, hey, this is what we're here for. You don't need to go online and look stuff up. But the way that Tim has described it really feels off. It it just feels like 
30 degrees off somewhere. Yeah, it, it feels totally inaccurate. And <laughs> I mean, as someone who has uh, the, an espresso in their house as well, it's a wonderful company with good customer service. Like they are the outlier in these modern times. So there are still hundreds of products that I have in my house from a stupid toy of my kids that won't work to a consortium of other things where I will still 100% have no other choice but to use the internet because they're not as great as Nespresso who tries to really in some ways do what, what the hotel's Tim stays at won't is oh and they looked at personal they concierge solved, they solved all my problems well, and they're great at that they're great and they sell that I, like that is part of who they are I, as I, their brand I, identity I, I agree with you because here's the thing though now that I'm thinking about it and this is just kind of registering with me right now they do have really good on the phone customer service but we have an espresso as well which broke so we had to call them are they just selling like, I like my Nespresso. It works great until it stops working. But do they have the really good customer service because their ship breaks all the time? I don't know. But I mean, mine was within warranty and it was replaced. So was, my, so was mine. But isn't that a problem that all of our Nespressos are breaking within like the first year of having them? Well, so I they, use mine all So do time. I. And but I, I'm anyway. sure most people who buy a coffee making machine that's like that simple to use, I'm guessing drink a lot of coffee. I mean, I'm talking eight, nine, ten times a day. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. Now, they're not all coffee. Some of them are espressos or lungos or like, uh, you know, a little cappuccino or whatever. But sometimes they're just coffees. I use them all day, every day. So, like, I, mine is getting a lot of use. But it just was so gratifying when I was on the phone with the person who's helping me. And I said, I looked online to how to clean this. And it said this and it didn't work. And he said, sir, never I'll stop you there. Never look online. Do you, don't look online. But, but don't just well, call do, up. I was like, let, yes, let's, let's say someone he, who understands let's, me. Let's say he actually did this. say that, which he didn't. Do you think he it's did. somewhat in his best self-interest to tell you things like that so he continues to yes. have a job? Absolutely. But I, I'm being told what I want to hear, which is don't <laughs> waste your time on the internet. You don't find answers there. Have people whose job it is to help you help you. You're the like, guy that still asks Jeeves, and you're telling us the internet doesn't have answers? The internet doesn't have all the answers, and sometimes it's better not to waste your time with the internet. And I, this person confirmed what I believed, and I just want you guys to admit that I was right, and I've come to take a victory lap. I'm not admitting you're right. I'm agreeing Espresso has fantastic customer service that 99 companies in the world don't have. 99% of companies. I mean, 99 yeah. companies probably do have good customer service. We really yeah, just break down the minutia of it. However, I will give you credit because you actually tried to Google something and then tried to make a decision after that instead of just saying, well, who could possibly know the answer to this? I will so do So the lesson learned, though, but, but my, my lesson learned from this from the expert was to not Google. Oh, and but your, your suggestion, your correct answer is to make a phone call. Things you forbid to freaking do. Pal. Well, I had to call somebody when I went online. It, it, I, I had to call somebody. I needed to get this fixed. I'd put it off for too long. And like I was just drinking regular drip coffee like a, like, like a pleb. I, I didn't have my fancy coffees. And so it was nice to have, like I said, I was ripping through a sleeve. of What have you got there, Jeff? What have you got there? Oh, what no. is that? Oh, what no. is that? No, put that away. Looks that away. Uh, it looks dreamy. You know, it looks very dreamy. It's, it's a dream flavored Coca-Cola. Oh, how stupid is this? Does it taste dream like it? Flavor. Does it taste like a Jet Super Bowl victory, to Jeff? 
open oh, it up, drink that garbage. You drink right it all. Now. Yeah, Dream flavor. Give us a review. Coca-Cola. Give us a review. Oh, it looks oh, even looks terrible. like he's dreaming when he's drinking it. Oh, oh my God! I'm getting flashbacks of all my dreams from the past few nights. What does it taste like, Jeff? Oh, it tastes like dreams. Shut it's up! Like what dreams. does it actually taste like? <laughs> what does it actually taste like? A dream infused flavor. That is not what I. <laughs> what does it actually taste like? I don't even know how to verbalize the taste. Does it taste good or bad? You're going back for seconds, so I'm going to say at least mediocre. I, I got to say it tastes like nothing. <laughs> like it tastes like water? Like, are they trying to embarrass me? Like, to come out with dream-flavored sodas? Like, like, I feel like I'm being personally insulted. Do you own like, Coca-Cola stock by chance? I don't know how to own stock, so no, I, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But here's the thing. like, How old are you? <laughs> What thirty five? What do you mean you don't know how to own? Stock? I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. You go down to the stock market or broker, and he gives you the stocks. I don't <laughs> know how it works. Stock I don't know how. I know that sounds stupid. I really don't know how you do it. Like, I, I suspect it's probably all online these days. But I know you get the pieces of paper that are shares. And like, do you go see your broker and he gives you the shares, or is it all done digitally? I don't. I really don't know. I'm sure there's an effective way to do it. I don't know stocks. I don't have stocks. I don't understand them. Uh, anyway, I don't. Uh, but this is true. Like there are shares you get. It's like those little pieces of paper. Uh, like that's what a share is. It's not an NFT. It's not just this thing that floats in the interwebs. Like it's an actual thing in it, that, that that exists. <laughs> like if you, you know, like you join a golf course, they give you shares in the golf course or something, right? Like that's a piece of paper that you take home and put up on the wall or whatever. So you so, think? I mean, I'm sure you could do that with your stocks in some way, shape, or form. I really don't know whether your broker like gets a digital copy and then gets a hard copy too. Like, I don't know. Like, I know that's at least back in the day when you had a stock portfolio. Like, literally, your stocks were kept in a physical portfolio. Now, I don't doubt that there there still is physical portfolios that you put stocks in, but then there's also like digitized versions of it that people buy and sell. Like, but I don't know. I, I'd be the first to admit I really don't quite know how the stock game works. Uh, and how you go about it. I don't have the stocks. I don't know it. But you think that Dream Cola is a personal attack on you? I'm starting to wonder. Pixel-flavored cola? No, no, it's not main character syndrome. Stop that. Stop that. Like pixel-flavored soda and space-flavored soda and dream-flavored soda. And they know how much the fans hate these sorts of stuff. And like how we find it insulting. That like we feel like I'm being told, oh my choice of drink isn't good enough. Anymore. Wait, if you're such, so hold, hold on. If you're flavor. so fucking offended, why don't you stop drinking it and have some protest? But no, well, you and your bunch of fucking crony loser fucking friends are just gonna be drinking twenty diet coke a day until you fucking die. And it doesn't matter how many space or galaxy cokes that come out. And then oh no, we're still gonna be fans. We're still gonna be fans, no matter how personally insulted and triggered we are the entire time. You're never gonna fucking stop you're addicted at some point i might just say you know enough's enough funny that palette train wrong that palette train of dc cans will never stop on your front porch (laughs) might i might say you know what that's it i need to switch to pc brand diet cola or something i've just taken too much of a hit 
Are you going to give a review of Dream Coke? Can we can we film you this weekend? Can I get you a Dream Coke and we can film one of your reviews? We did that last year on the trip. Oh, Big we did that for the uh, the the Mac Chicken that we like the spicy breakfast Mac Chicken that we had. There's yeah. a new there's that, a new that, Mac Chicken in Canada. Hold, hold on, Jeff. If you recall, Tim's review of the McChicken. He said it was just, yo, know, it was very good that they put the cheese on the bottom of the burger, not realizing that he was holding it fucking upside down. <laughs> it's an English muffin. There's no top or bottom to an English muffin. On <laughs> that note, they've introduced a McCrispy. I saw that. Don't Canada, think I didn't see that. I which saw is a that. dollar more than the McChicken. Um, well, the McChicken is not crispy, right? It's like it's breaded, but it's not crispy. Uh, I saw that. That was, not, But yes, if you bring... A Coca-Cola Dream Coke. I will do the food review this weekend while we're away on our golf trip. I'll can, provide an, an unvarnished review. Can you nope. can you provide that objectively? Are you just automatically going no, no. to hate it? I will describe exact. I will be as objective as I can, as much as any person can. I'm so not going to lie that I'm going in with a preconceived bias. I won't like it, but I will nevertheless give it an honest appraisal. Not to deviate like too far off or to go inside. Yeah, we wouldn't world, want to do that world too much. But you guys have your big golf event coming up. Your, 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 you know, your, Our your Ryder Cup. Yeah. Ryder Cup. You guys are on the same team. Like, are the, does someone assign like Tim's struggling? Let's go bring him a cold DC right now. Well, like, Tim, t- the Tim's box. Tim's the captain, so he's the one who should be doing that for everyone. But he doesn't. <laughs> Bad captain. Made bad picks well, too. First, you're calling me a bad captain. We haven't played yet. So well, you don't te- know technically, by the technically, te- I by drafted the, a by team. The, when you by did the odds, our team is favored to win. Yes, so I our, drafted the our team, team is favored to win because we lost our worst player and they lost their best player I after the draft. <laughs> I drafted a team that is going to win, that is favored to win. I feel good about it. So, good captain. Essentially, Jeff, what happened was we drafted teams, and I criticized Tim's picks at the time. Although he drafted me, I felt like there was a, a spot in the draft where he could have made us like a super team and decided to not go that route. But he ended up drafting a guy whose handicap was like 37 as the very last pick. Um, and they drafted a guy whose handicap was like six. And then both those guys fell off. And the guy that we replaced the 37 handicap with is like an 18 handicap. And the guy that they replaced the, uh, that handicap with just didn't get replaced. So he was their best player. And now he's no longer there. (laughs) Yeah. It's 14 of us all together. Setting up for. Tim to be a uh, captain and feel the I glory. can't wait to lift that trophy for the third time in a row this year the captaincy has fallen on me we rotate the captains through captaincy has fallen on me this season and uh, I can't wait to lit to hoist that trophy up- above my head in victory and people spend the whole year saying good work captain good job cap I call myself captain clutch uh, that's the nickname I've given myself well uh, unfor- uh, unfortunately so unfortunately like- that's what Bob Weeks started calling uh, Corey Connors Corey Clutch? Yeah, well, it was, as it was actually Paul Eisinger will tell you, as Paul Eisinger will tell you, he's the, uh, the one of the best putters in the field. So I want to have one of those it, captain's hats and like a pashmina with the, the anchors on it. Well, when it's like October football and you guys are getting together, you would expect someone who was on your team to no, refer not, to you as cap? No, no need. Uh, the, you know, I mean, if they wanted to once or twice, I wouldn't say no. Uh, I, I will be so happy to live the glory days of the year I took the team to victory with my captaincy and uh, I'm very excited about it uh, a lot of pressure on my shoulders too if it ends up being tied the two captains have to play a one whole winner take all match uh, at the end of four days and I, I really hope that that 
responsibility doesn't fall on me because I hope we win. But if it does fall upon me, I'm going to win. I've got this two wood all ready to roll. I'll just hit a nice baby draw over the right-hand side of the hole on 18. I looked it up. It, like this little baby draw and then just sort of sling in a sand wedge. And next thing you know, two putt par and we hoist her. We hoist the trophy for victory. So, Jeff, we were I, I think I made mention of this to you the other day that we were playing some dog leg lefts and Tim's miss with his two wood is like duck because he's lefty. It's just it's just right, yet he refuses to pull out a driver or any other club on these holes. Despite knowing that it's like fifty fifty between like okay drive and completely in the right woods. He still pulls it out on these dog leg lefts every single time. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I would just hit it up there as far as you can, Tim. Yeah, that's that's been my advice the entire time. He is facing the worst guy in this. And this will already be concluded. And we'll have the results by the time people are actually watching this. So follow along live at the PME, I suppose. Um, <laughs> he is a... My, I, I, made an, I made the odds for each of the first three days of matches. And he's a minus 300 favorite over the worst player. The guy who is like somewhat in the middle, like higher end towards the middle. So the 14 players, he's probably like five, six, or seven. He's a minus 700 favorite over the same guy the next day. Okay. That's, yeah, that's Tim, telling me where Tim's at right now. Listen, I, it would be, I hope you don't feel the great shame because for how excited you are, the other side of the coin, I feel goes the other way. It will be a long four, three and a half hour drive home if we lose. But if there are shortcomings, the shortcomings. Wait, you want to be congratulated on and this I will thing take for a year, but it would heat. only be a bad three-hour drive oh, home. No, but you no, want no. a year I would take of credit? Heat. I will get a year of being mocked vociferously if we lose, and that's fine. No, if uh, we if, put it this way, if, if, if we lose, it's fine. No one's going to mock you that we lost. If you lose this opening match, you will never, ever live it down. I'm aware. You got called out aware. by the worst guy on the trip. <laughs> called out and you got taken out of a match you were surely to lose into one that you're surely to win you better not fucking lose i thank you that you you're that that is a real boost of confidence i don't know i, I need someone to keep me on the rails this trip because i'm already very anxious but i'm also looking forward to it but i'm also very anxious jeff tim and i played the other day we were walking to the sixth hole tim was playing pretty well too and he told me he was dripping with so much swag that it just he couldn't be controlled uh walking off the ninth hole i asked him what he had on the hole and he said it doesn't fucking matter i'm not keeping score anymore <laughs> so that's how it shifts mid-round <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> Um, do you, yeah, do you, just, do you, con do you, oh, do, like when you're playing well, do you tell people you're playing so well that you can't be beat? And then three holes later, you're no longer keeping score or do you have more no, of a everyone, measured type of response to this? Yeah. We're all, everyone is like, just, yeah. Everyone is just avoid the triple as long as possible. Like keep this going. Don't ruin the number. Tim ruined it quickly, I guess. Cause he was too sweaty with swag. It was, it was literally, I believe I claimed it was falling out of my pockets. I had so much swag. Maybe you should have kept some. Yeah, well, I've learned my lesson. Try oh, to try really? to be a little bit more easy. Yeah, I think I, I think I have. That was good, though, because you played well on the back nine. That's what I want. Like When you hit your bad periods, that's all I want from this trip, is that when you hit your rough patches, we're all going to go through rough patches. We're not scratch golfers over here. So when you have that like four or five hole stretch when nothing is working, I need you to be able to pull yourself out of it and get back on the tracks. Because if you don't, you're going to start losing some of these matchups you think you're going to win. The problem is the way the perception I have about Tim's game is like 
he just would the way he goes about it he can give up a hole as opposed to just trying to do shots that will just keep pressure on the opponent he will try to do these miraculous things that will give away holes instantly like yes like on the ninth hole there the other day i had hit sort of a rough tee shot to the right but it was playable i was like 195 out and the pin was on the left so i was trying to hit this high draw with my hybrid over this branch that's hanging by the lake so i could bring it into the right side by the pin and i just caught it a bit left and it got wet and that was like oh, i just was furious i was like i just felt like throwing my whole bag in the lake and driving home yeah you were trying to shot shape from the rough from 195 out to the green and yes here, it, 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 take, i needed to take this justice of position jeff on this so i hit the superior drive on this hole to everyone that we were playing with i had a hybrid off the tee a little right to left middle of the fairway like 148 out and i'm looking at the pin and it's it's such a fucking sucker pin tucked away to the left but if you miss left you're in the water there's not like there's a bank that just goes right into the water it will take your ball if you miss hit it at all to the left. And then like a coward, I hit my, I hit a nine iron in trying to aim at the center of the green. But like I had that don't go left swing and I missed the, missed the green to the right. Hole high, missed it to the right because that's, if I was going to miss, that's where I wanted to miss to take big numbers out of play. And I'm playing well at the moment, uh, much better than Tim is, especially that day during the score. And I have chipping in for birdie on that hole. You know what that doesn't give you, Tim? An opportunity to do when you're in the water trying to hook it over the water to a I sucker know. pin but then on 16 i hit this beautiful little baby draw down uh, like down to the very end of the fairway i left myself just a little flip wedge in and i felt so sweet coming off my club that i was able to do exactly what i was trying to do well i think it's a little bit different when you're trying to hook it over water to a sucker pin and your tee shot on a short par four that's fair like <laughs> I don't, no one's scratched, so you just stay in the hole because anyone can... Well, a couple on. of guys we're playing with are just about scratched these days. Pat's nope. getting to that point, and our uh, friend Mark is getting to that point, and our friend Tim is nearly in that point. What Tim considers a scratch golfer is if you, like, break 80, <laughs> which is... That's not what it is. I could see our friend Mark breaking 70 if everything goes right. I don't, He's been a high-level golfer for like 20 years he's never broken that is anything. such bad pop you can't be enjoying that jeff yeah it was bad <laughs> i can't wait to do, i can't wait to do this food review uh on the show on the trip people have to watch the the well i guess they will have seen this already so as they people should watch the twitter feeds for live updates on our trip but this will have already happened yeah so we'll have a re we'll have a review on the afc win total show we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'll promise you that. NFC North is where we're heading to right now. The Packers. 11 wins is their over-under win to make the playoffs minus 500, minus 190 to win the division at DraftKings Sportsbook, 4 to win, win the conference, and 9-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. It feels like you're just losing money if you're taking Packers unders. If, as long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, especially with this defense that they got on the go, yeah, Devontae Adams not being there sucks for this offense. Their offense, not as likely to be good. Their defense still very good. Not a great division, not a great conference, and they have either the best or second best quarterback in that conference. Packers over, Jeff. Easy one for me. Yeah, so while I am high on another party here, Pat. Is it the Vikings? Is Is it a year? So is it the Vikings? Hold on a second. (laughs) While we are... The truth is you sort of get to the moment. Well, it's fun to have thoughts and these things like in the off season, but now we're here and it does feel like the power that the Packers are being besmirched unfairly. There's a perception of them that probably isn't true. And you can make the case that they're undervalued. Rogers will make a star. He'll make the other guys stars. They'll be fine. But in the bigger picture, does the downfall of the NFC help anyone more than probably the Packers? Like their road kind of still feels like it still exists despite people wanting to say it's that diminished. Like, yeah, they got a little worse. Well, the conference got feels like it's, it's bad. So yeah, I think that there could be value on the Packers on all levels of, of overs and even to the Super Bowl, silly enough. Um, I'm going to take the over on the Packers. I like other party, but I'm not ready to throw the Packers into uh, away. Not at all. I, when we're going to make our NFC picks at the end of this show, and you're going to see the Packers going to the Super Bowl from me. I think this is a nice opportunity for them. Rogers coming off back-to-back MVPs, yet they get, 
very little respect. I mean, justifiably so with some of the horrific losses that they've had in the playoffs, but just takes one of these years, Jeff, and everything flips around. The one thing that I know is that they're going to be there in the tournament and they might have the best record coming out of it as well. Maybe get that bye week, which has never really served them well in the past, but either way, it just feels like they're, they've been on the wrong side of a lot of this now for X amount of years in a row that they're just going to have some playoff luck at some point. And when you continuously have Aaron Rodgers here, improve the defense, have that be your stronger unit and have the MVP at quarterback. I feel like that's going to work out in your favor more times than not. So over, over under for the coin, Tim, and I'm guessing under for you. Yeah. Under for me, this is a wild card team, but not a, not a division winner and not a team that I'm gaga about. Uh, so 10 and seven, probably what I picked them at. So a slight under, um, the offense has gotten a lot worse. That just that's just those are the facts. Rodgers has won two MVPs in a row. There's no precedent for somebody playing uh, at his age three MVP seasons in a row like that. I just I know he's had, he's had these are psychedelics or whatever to to get it or psychotropics or whatever it was that got him sort of like in the right state of mind. But I don't I don't see it. I think the odds are way too short. Uh, like nine to one to win the Super Bowl. Really, think you win the Super Bowl eleven percent of the time when the season is played. I think that's kind of silly. Uh, I, I don't see much value on Green Bay here. I think they take a little bit of a step backwards. 10 and 7, like I said, wild card, but, but under here. It's even on both sides. It is minus 110. And they do get to play the NFC and AFC East as their crossovers, which is kind of nice considering they should beat up on their division anyway. If they go 5 and 1 in their division, they're well on their way to doing this. So let's get to uh, Jeff's pick like it is every year. Tell us why the Vikings are going to be so good and go to the NFC Championship game. I just like the vibe out of the <laughs> NFC. I do want to say the Packers only finish one spot ahead of the Chargers and run in yards allowed per carry. So that could be a big, big problem. Big. And teams that no, can run dominate it against them. Yeah, but when, uh, when Vikings, you're, hold on. When you're the Packers and you're way ahead ahead, teams tend not to run on you. That's that's sort of the solve. And and when you look at that per play, well, what did they go? Fourteen and three last year. So presumably they were leading in a lot of those games. You know what they weren't playing a lot of? Eight man boxes. 100 percent uh well well said and context is king to all of that stuff uh i'm i'm big on the vikings i'm big on kevin o'connell i'm big on zimmer being out uh i think it's gonna be a lot of fun in minnesota this year in that dome with the weapons finally utilized it's scary sometimes when you look at what is going on on defense but I am more bullish on the Vikings, I guess I would say, from an individual performance um, situation. Like my Justin Jefferson Offensive Player of the Year, 24-1. to 1. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a, a fantastic fantasy option this year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I am picking them over. I am picking them over. But, like, big picture payoff-wise, it's more so the individual performances that I'm looking to um, benefit the most from in Minnesota. So looking at their win totals right now, it's nine to make the playoffs is minus 115 plus 260 to win the division, 18 to one, 35 to one conference and Super Bowl. I actually like they're over two. And it's mainly due to their schedule. I just feel like they, even if they lose twice to the Packers, I feel like they have 10 incredibly winnable games. And then that's giving them losses in all the, like basically the coin flip games that it might come down to. Like, will they beat Dallas? I mean, maybe I'll give them a loss on that. They still get to 10 wins. So I'm with you. I, I, it's not so much 
that I'm like really high on O'Connell. I have no fucking clue about this guy, but he's got to be better than whatever Zimmer's been for the last two years. Uh, I can see them playing a lot of boat race games, to tell you the truth. I like their offense a lot. No idea what their defense is going to look like, that they might be in that Dallas position of, do they have to score 40 points in order to win games? And I feel like a lot of the time that's going to be the case when they go up against like decent offenses. And I think that with this offense that they could do it. So I'm not down on the Vikings. I'm not super high on the Vikings, but I do think that they beat their nine win total. Tim. I think they're going to go nine and eight. So, I mean, I know we can't push uh, and we're not going to push. I will play the under, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I think they're going to be fine, but they're not going to be great. I don't, Look, you know, Kirk Cousins, I mentioned on the show that he's an interesting pick for MVP, and he is. But at the same time, like, I could just see him being flat. And I like Justin Jefferson a ton. But I, yeah, the vibes are okay there, but they still, I don't know, there's something about that team that just doesn't click for me. Yeah, they're missing you, something. You know what it I is? I can't quite describe it. I can, I, can describe it to, I can describe it to you in, I guess, in, in one sentence. How about that? Can I do this for you, Tim? Sure. They are the NFC Chargers. Well, I mean, there, there's something tragic about them. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's well said. Uh, and if something is going to go bad, sooner or later it will go bad for them. So I'm going to play the under, but honestly, I think nine is the perfect number. I think they go nine and eight. Uh, I, I think they're well capped. Coin is on the under as well. You've come a long way on Kirk Cousins where he could be flat, he could be MVP, that it was lock and loaded, geez, no less than, what, eight months ago that you came on the show and said he was better than Aaron Rodgers. I know what I said. I know what I said. I'm allowed to be wrong. Um, Week one versus the Packers. That will be fun. That is, uh, the Vikings are going to be a home dog. I have no doubts. Probably a game I'm going to bet as uh, Vikings on that home dog. And I'm upset it's at 4 o'clock because it's going head-to-head versus uh, the, the Chargers, and that's one of my favorite games on the Week 1 schedule. Packers yeah, that's America. Vikings. That's got to be America's Game of the Week. Yeah. It probably is America's Game of the Week. It didn't seem like much is going on at 4 o'clock. Uh, well, no, because yeah, the America- U.S. Open is on. No, they, it's... They never uh, have more than two or three games Week 1 because they don't want to go up it's, against the U.S. Open. Chiefs, Cardinals, Chargers, Raiders, Packers, Vikings, and Giants, Titans. So Fox, okay. yeah, we, that we, will we, be America's we, game you, of the week. When you sure. when you say that the NFL doesn't do X because of X other sport, they stopped giving a shit about that a long well, time. Well, because ago. CBS owned the U.S. Open. Yeah, it used to be more of a CBS television commitment yeah. that they wouldn't. Uh, they would just sort of block themselves out. But exactly. you're right, Pat. Like CBS finally decided, like that's the dumbest shit we've yeah. ever we, done. We, we need to put football. We need to put football on. That's going to do better all day. <laughs> and somehow they realize that that 4 p.m. slot is is gold. You know, it's Sunday night. Everyone's getting home. They're home in that five o'clock range for dinner. It's America's game of the week. It's like Foss prime time. Being yeah. on a small slate four o'clock premiere game. And Tim, are you ready to call Kirk Cousins better than Aaron Rodgers again if the Vikings win in week one? No, I'm not. Are you sure? It should be an interesting game. I have no idea which way I would go on that game. Well, good it's thing, an interesting game. Good thing we're doing a show in two weeks about who's gonna who's gonna cover I have the time to think about games. it, don't you, I? You do, you have a lot of time. Will you do psychedelics like Aaron Rodgers if the Packers win the Super Bowl? No, I will not. You sure? I am sure. Maybe if the Jets win the Super Bowl. Okay. We're, we're going to hold you I, to that. <laughs> it wasn't in the reporting of the Rogers psychedelics and everyone trying to remember what that is or what it's done. And 
I just remember that stuff from the Howard Stern show when like Robin went to Peru and she did it and she said she vomited and shat for like five days uncontrollably. Sounds like a good way to, sounds like a good way. I mean, it sounds like this accomplishes the same thing as like an enema, not so much like the puking part, but the shitting part. Easy stuff. Flush it right out. (laughs) I suppose. The Detroit Lions, the team of Mm -hmm. the preseason. Everyone loves the Lions. They're up to six and a half as a win total. Four to one to make the playoffs. Ten to one to win the division. Sixty to one to win the conference. Still 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. The books aren't buying it, Jeff, about the Lions. They are minus 125 to hit the rover. Plus 105 to hit the under. You already talked about Dan Campbell really being hyped up as coach of the year. They're on hard knock, so we know the under is most definitely going to hit. I get why people are somewhat excited and I think that they fall into I think they fall more into the camp of Carolina and Atlanta and the Giants of one of these teams that could on paper look really crappy transition year probably a year away two years away from being good but all of a sudden just clicks and then they hit their over and they make the playoffs but it seems like everyone has just agreed that's going to be the Lions and it couldn't be any of the other teams I'll go with history here under six and a half on the Detroit Lions And I'm going to agree with you, and I'm just going to pick the side of Vegas here. And it's almost like, to your point, Vegas is like saying, step right up, bet the Vikings, or or bet the Lions. This is a position we are willing to take. We're willing to be wrong on because of what the opportunity cost of being right about this is and the likelihood that the public is going to be wrong. Even before the hard knocks thing started, this team was being galvanized by um, a lot of people in the betting markets. Like I said, when I first clicked into footballs here, one of the first things that caught my eye was seeing how hard Dan Campbell dropped for coach of the year. They're like 60s, 70s on the initial output of that market. Now he's under 20 to one. That's like laughable. Um, so yeah, well, everyone wants to buy And if they're great, I'll be entertained by it. Like all of you, I'll enjoy all the sound clips that will come from it, but I'm not willing to bet on it at all. I am excited for them because you saw some of the numbers once they fired Anthony Lynn and Dan Campbell took over some of that offensive responsibility. Things did get a lot better, and we're hoping that can transition this season into the season. Tim, we know you like the over. You keep talking about how good the Lions are going to be. I love them. This is going to be a – I love Motor City. Everything about them this season. Um, but I think this is a really talented team, and that they have been blessed by the schedule gods. Let's just take a quick look at the teams they get to face. Chicago twice. The Giants. The Jaguars. The Panthers. The Jets. The, the Seahawks. The Commanders. They have been blessed – by having an extraordinarily soft schedule. So to get to the over, they only need to win seven games. And that's assuming they don't split any games with the Vikings or Packers. And in the four games between the Vikings and Packers, would it, I think it's quite reasonable for you two, even though you both like the Vikings and Packers, for that to be a one and three split. The Lions win one and lose three, uh, either which way you slice it. Either of those teams are, po- are stupid enough to throw games away like that. So there's a lot of reasons to recommend Detroit, but I recommend them further. I like them to win... Uh, I, I think we're going to have a playoff game in Detroit this January. You like them to win the division? I do. I like them to win the division. I really do. 
Paul, I think there's I think there's 11 wins on that schedule. You you listed the Jets in that. I thought the Jets that's had a winnable eight. game. Jets okay, are, but that's Jets, a game are they... Jets are eight. No, by Halloween, I heard. I retracted that when I realized how many games. Yeah, they, they had. if they play them November 13th, though, so yeah, that's oh, not a, a tough stretch. Stre- a tough stretch. Oh. Or, or maybe uh, maybe I, they don't. I'm looking at the Bears' schedule. What do they play? The Jets. Yeah, they play, the, they, they play the Jets in December, like a week before Christmas. Yeah, that's fine. The Jets will yeah, already have, December the, 18th, the they'll have already clinched a playoff them, spot. Yeah. There you go. Good logic, Tim. Good logic. Yeah, I mean, look, the, I mean, I am much – I mean, I can't wait for that early Thanksgiving game when the Lions devour Buffalo. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to – this is a – I mean, and how does the league re- reward them? They give them the Giants beforehand and the Bears before that. So some, a couple of easy grazing games – before Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Uh, this, this Lions team is just top to bottom, I think, underrated. I, I know. Goff is bad, blah, blah, blah. Goff's, Goff's fine. Competent. Goff's He's fine. fine. He's competent. Uh, ever since they got rid of Anthony Lynn, I have felt nothing but better about this offense. They have some playmakers. They have guys like Amon Ross St. Brown who could easily win Offensive Player of the Year. They have easily, really easily good, win could, Offensive Player could, of the Year. Could easily win if he, if he hits his ceiling. Uh, there's just a ton of talent in Detroit. Uh, there's a reason that there's lots of people who are out there touting them. It's not just me on an island. Uh, well, I'm willing to go one step further and then put them as a division winner. Uh, I like the the magic they have in Motown here is is real. It's legit. Uh, it's a feel good story, and I'm there for it. They're gonna lose like a week one game in such a soul crushing. They play Philadelphia week one. Yeah. Well, they better win that yeah. game if they want to win the division. No, not necessarily. That but does that have any effect on the division for that's not a division. That they need if they're gonna go get to Philly, eleven I, wins, I, like you I, say, I, they probably need to beat Philly. No, I expect Philly to win eleven games to be a division winner too. I think that's perfectly reasonable. In fact, that could be a first round playoff. Well, they like, couldn't be if they're both division winners. It could be a second round playoff matchup. So it's under for everyone except for Tim, who is way over on the Detroit Lions. I've talked about the next team enough, I think, over the course of the preseason. I got my money in. Uh, I am taking my uh, my hard earned money. Well, not really hard earned money. I'm taking money that I've earned. I don't work very hard, as you can tell. But I put it on the Chicago Bears unders everywhere. So the Chicago Bears over under a DraftKings Sportsbook right now is six and a half. You have to lay minus 190 in order to get that price. <laughs> so I have actually went to, actually, it's down to five and a half. No, fun stuff. Is that five and a half now? It moved. It moved an entire game since we last it's talked. The most bet, it's the most bet win total. Well, uh, I, I have Bears five and a half alt win total under at plus 150. That was my big bet that I gave out three weeks ago. So I still like that a lot. I think if you could get it down to 2.5, I think you've got a better than 50% chance of winning it. Oh, I don't like to hear that. An alt total down to 2.5? Like this, this has got 2 and 15 written all over it. I mean, I, I I bet them as the worst team in the league at ten to one. Yeah. That, that's down to plus seven fifty right now. Everyone is. I don't love the. I don't, Jeff. I don't love that everyone has hopped on like the the Bears. I mean, they just see the same things that I see. I'm not, I'm not saying that people I said it and then people hopped on it. I'm just hopping on as well. But just I noticed it early enough to get good odds on it. But whoo, it's a bad team, man. Really bad. The saving grace for them and why it's somewhat tricky is they have when much like the lions like they have the same easy schedule that the lions have in fact it might even be easier than the lions schedule they play their crossover game is the texans so they have the texans the giants the commanders the dolphins lions falcons jets and lions so they have those eight games 
Could they get to six wins in that? Yeah. I think that they... The reason that I bet them to have the worst record in the league is that if they lose that game to the Texans and they lose twice to the Lions and they lose to the Jets, which I think is definitely possible, and the Falcons, like, what other teams are there now to pass them for the worst record? The Jags? That's it? Maybe like the, they beat San Francisco week one and then lose the next 12 straight. That that actually is somewhat plausible. Like, that feels like something that might happen in week one. Ruin everyone's survivor pool. It's like, oh, all these bets on the Bears. Turns out they're actually I remember, good. And then they fucking suck. The, the 49ers did that. Remember they beat the Vikings on a Monday night football game to start the year? And, like, the Niners didn't win again for, like, three weeks or for three months. And people were still talking about that Monday night football game when they beat the Vikings. It was even last year, guys, where the Jag or Houston – I mean, two years ago, the Jags won their one in week one and didn't win didn't again. Didn't win again. Yeah. Big upset week one. They didn't win again. Week oh. one can be. We, we got this wrong, Paul. Weird. It is still at six and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's minus 190, six and a half under, plus 150, six and a half over. The five and a half is the alt win total. And that's plus plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now to the end of So we're, I mean, we're so under on the Bears, we're even giving them a less game on the board like everyone else. I went, yeah, I moved it to the alt on the on the graphic here because... <laughs> you knew other, where we were going? 6.5 was so juiced at that point that I was just like, well, that's not... I tried to get them closest to the pick that was available on the market. That is good producing, sir. I like that. You know? Yeah, that's just a pretty really face. No, I agree with that. Smart move. Give the closer to 50-50 line. I uh, have the six and a half at like a normal off-season number. I may have laid like 30 or 40 cent juice as the steam was coming. So I am in on the under. They only have two games on the look-ahead lines that they're favored in, and neither are by more than a field goal. One would be a home game versus Houston, uh, and one would be a home game versus Detroit. I don't, I don't see, let alone the, to actually lose the six and a half, it's I don't know how to find the seven wins for them to win seven. It just seems impossible for them to win six seems quite difficult. So I am totally with everyone. So you call it free the, money. You call it free the, money. I don't use those words, but, but I, is, with, when you say it's impossible, what is that? But free money. I don't know where seven wins come from. Their look ahead lines would make it like they would need to win all three games as short favorites or pick them. And then they would need to win four of six games as short underdogs. Is it doable? Like, yeah, but I don't think it's doable because the games that they are short underdogs in, I think those teams have at least gotten better. Like they might not be good, but I like, think the lions are better. I think the Falcons are better. I think the jets with Zach Wilson, late in the season are better. So I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it comes from. The teams that they're kind of being told by the, they're on the same level as I agree with Pat. They're actually significantly worse than in my opinion at at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. uh, The lines have shifted on fewest amount of regular season wins. The bears are now the fourth favorite at seven to one, the same as the Seahawks. The Texans are three to one. The Falcons are now four to one. The Jets are five to one. Like I think the Jets are terrible, but they're way better than the Bears. <laughs> Jets have a ton of talent. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. I they, love you know the what? talent on that, the. That is the difference. They have talent. The Bears have zero. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And they have talent at important spots as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing but wins on that schedule. <laughs> nothing but wins. Lowest scoring team. 
That's interesting. Could they be the who will score fewer points this season? Do you think the Bears or the Seahawks? Bears. Yeah, the Bears are six to one to win that because like the Texans, like the Texans are bad, but I don't feel like they're that bad. Maybe I. The maybe Giants I, could I, win that. The Giants can't score. The Giants could win that. Yeah, but they, at least they have like a respectable offensive coordinator who could like turn some of these pieces around. True. Like there's True. that there's that out that you have. What do we see from the Bears that like nothing? Bad talent everywhere. Like I like Fields. Mooney. Yeah, Mo- Mo- Mooney, Komet, and Fields striking fear He's... into opposing offenses with no offensive line. I guess here would be the question, Pat: Which team would you trust to be a better garbage time offense, Seattle or Chicago? Chicago. Seattle. Chicago. Seattle had the receivers. Yeah, but Chicago has Fields, who might just like run for eighty yards and it's like a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, still, you know? still Seattle. Still Seattle. It probably because is if you're now. really bad, you're just going to be down yeah, three scores a lot, and then the fourth quarter can, like, can impact that um, the totality of of final points. So I'm picking the Packers. Tim's picking the Lions to win the NFC North. Who are you picking? Are you picking the Vikes or the Packers? I'm going to pick the Vikes, but I might even pick the Packers to supersede them come postseason. Okay, so sure. let's see. For NFC picks, uh, Jeff and I have Dallas. Tim has Philly. Tim and I have the Bucks. Jeff has New Orleans. Jeff and I have the Rams. Tim's uh, Tim has San Francisco. I have Green Bay. I want pure chalk here. Minnesota in the north for Jeff. Green Bay for me. Detroit for Cuss. Give us an NFC championship game, Tim. And who's going to the Super Bowl? San Francisco defeats Tampa Bay. And so San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl. Over Tampa Bay? I am going to pick the Packers, Green Bay, over, I'll say the Bucks over Tampa Bay. Green Bay over Tampa Bay for me in the NFC Championship game. Jeff, how about you? A Kings of the North NFC title game. Packers over Vikings. You got the John Snowball? I guess I do. <laughs> Did you guys watch the first episode of House of Dragon? No, I, I haven't. haven't. I have not. I is have. it good? Like I don't know whether I know it was popular. I don't know if it was good though. It was fine. I liked it. Like it's no, it, I haven't seen it. Yet. It's a first episode of a Game of Thrones show. There's like eighty thousand people who I don't know in it. I'm like, what's going on here? But it was like the it, previews made it look terrible to me. But you know, I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, I just I saw the previews on TV. It's like this looks like it's gonna be yeah. bad. But. I kind of agree with Tim, but the show has even you know to not like the finish. There's enough equity in HBO and the Game of Thrones brand where I'm 100% going to watch it. Well, this is it. The show doesn't have to be good for me to watch. I watch bad TV all the time. Uh, but, like, I'm just uh, eyes wide open knowing that what I'm consuming is not very good. Well, you're a big Mass Singer fan, aren't you? Mass Singer, Mass Dancer. Like, I, I, like yeah, I, I'm aware of the stuff that I'm watching is bad. But that doesn't preclude me from watching it. Alone, uh, you know, I, well, that's just an excellent show. But I, I watch that. I'll need a new more network stuff now that This Is Us is done. I need to jump into some more network dramas. Can I ask you a question about Mass Singer, and it's got nothing to do with the Brady rumor? How do they honestly expect people to guess a singing, like, C-rate celebrity? It is remarkable. Well, they're not all C-rate. Like, one year, Paul Anka was on there. Like, sometimes (laughs) they have famous people on there. Uh, But it it, it, it is... The c the C, the C grade celebrity category is so wide that how are you supposed to guess 
who the hell can be under I a mask? Don't know. I mean, this could go back to Pat's theory about how uh, uh, what's what's it called is is American Ninja Warriors rigged, uh, according <laughs> to him, uh, even though it clearly isn't. Uh, maybe the mass singer also that they get little hints or cheat sheets like this is not like guess my line or whatever from the 50s. I'm sure they must. I'm sure if you ask Pat, you see the producers are giving him hints about who that person is in the, the popcorn bag or whatever. Because I've seen people pop out of that thing and like not in a million years. Would you even would you ever guess yeah, that was? So- yeah, it's a, I don't know how they do it. But then like I've also been watching these TikToks recently of these people who can look at a place on a Google map and within one third of a second know what country they're in, what town they're in, what spot they're in, everything within one third of a second. Oh, that that, like, so- that, that was it. Remember, did we used to play that game? Because there's a Google map generator where it will drop you into like the actual street view of anywhere yes. in the world. Then you have to try to guess. You can like click around and try to go somewhere to try to find out where you are. We used to play that. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's real tough. But there are people who like online can do it in within a second. You know what country they're in. Like as soon as you blink, oh, they, oh, that's Tunisia. Oh, that's Greenland. They just know it within seconds. It's like some people are just geniuses at this stuff. So I don't know whether the judges on the Mass Singer are like that, just perceptive. I don't know whether Robin Thicke is that perceptive to know who's singing, uh, but maybe they are. I really don't know. But like I said, Pat probably would tell you it's all rigged. Like Storage Wars was quote unquote rigged, or American Ninja Warrior is quote unquote rigged. If you're not watching a professional sporting event on TV and you're watching competition TV, it's rigged. It's a fucking TV show. <laughs> I don't think so. It doesn't need to be rigged as in they predetermine the winners of everything that's going on, but the producers have the invisible hand of producing and will push things that they want to push to make for better TV. In some cases, I'm sure that happens. All cases. You don't think the producers on Survivor are doing that? No, I don't. You think the people on Alone are doing that? Yeah, I do. There's no one there. They're just on their own with the camera. There are no producers on set hanging out next to them in a warm campground while they're living off the land. You think that they don't talk to producers at all at any point over those days? It's called Alone. You are alone. (laughs) It's called Alone, Pat. It's called Alone. You're not with people. I like that. Like, come on. You've been working with your head a shake. You've been doing these shows with me for like 12 years now, and you seemingly have no idea how TV works. I know how those shows work. No, you don't. You clearly do not know how these shows work. I have a pretty decent sense of what they do. You know, in the same way, Tim creates, uh, or Paul creates an audio bar on your graphic? Yes. It's not real. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so the, so the beard these people are growing on alone, that's not real. The pigs that they're chasing after, oh, that, that's not that, real. That, that's not what we're saying. Paul. I think I've said this on the show before, that uh, when I was in Fiji, I was... And got this coin. Over the hill, like from like this uh, resort that I was at, over the hill is where they filmed the f- second season of Survivor. So if you went over the hill from that, uh, from that little set, you could see, like, all the old, like, tikis and everything like that. And, like, it was kind of funny. But there was four all-you-can-eat buffets. And, like, that's where, you know, all the staff would stay. Yeah, like, I, that's I don't what think happens that, on TV. I don't think that oh, they're I'm giving... Oh, sure the staff do that. Yeah, but I don't... Th- what I'm not saying is that when the cameras are off, that all of a sudden these survivor people are going to eat at all-you-can-eat buffets. I don't believe that to be the case. What I'm saying is that during the course of the competitions... 
when they want a certain outcome to happen on Survivor, like, oh, this guy is good TV. We need to figure out a way to get him to stick around. How about this immunity challenge is the thing they're really good at? How about that? <laughs> I mean, okay. I would be willing to concede that. That's so would, would, would that, wouldn't that make it rigged? Not in the same way as like determining who's going to No, win. it's all the same fucking shit. You're trying this to, he's trying old. to get it's there every w- time for well, five like, years. The winner like, isn't the part that's rigged. Like you make it sound like it's WWF. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. If on a loan, someone drops their camera, there's a dude <laughs> coming the next day with a new camera. Yeah. Like if they yeah, if they're, they they're hiding up in a just, tree trying to yeah. show their their squirrel traps or something like that, like someone's coming to get them a new camera because they need that footage. So it's like they're not. Oh yeah, really so they'll drop alone. them off a new camera and then then they're gone right away. They may, don't chat. May, they don't may, have a conversation. How do you how do you fucking know that? Because they wouldn't want to give them any information that would advantage them in the conversation. Unless they wanted that person to win. I don't think the TV network has an, a preference on who wins. Are you sure about that? None of these people are famous. You're never going to see any no, of them none ever of, again. None of, the, none of the people that go on reality shows the first time are famous. Some people make good TV. That's the person you want to see. If you can get more traction out of them and make your show more popular. No, Jeff. Why would we ever do that? Yeah, no, it's not like they pick who wins, but they can make it easier for someone to win by a contest. Like, if you have to find something, they make it so much harder on one side. Like, or, I don't know. They're or, or even, There's so many. Put it this way. Even the on a production alone. elements in these shows are tenfold, Tim, and you choose to think they're not existent. Even on a loan, where maybe they don't have any contact if someone breaks a camera or something happens. or I mean, if someone needs medical attention, they're going to have to come out and get them. They can't let them yeah, die. Yeah, then, then they get pulled up. No, then they get pulled out of the fair, shop. Fair enough. But, there are, but that would just show you that there's people close enough that have to come react well, to they have a stuff. button. They carry this little thing that's a button. Oh, what, what if they passed out? They need to... What if they passed out? I, they carry, they carry a sat phone. Like yeah. A satellite phone. Yeah, they, they, they carry a they satellite have, phone. They have GPS yeah. on them. But let's say Pat is doing the casting for Alone. I meet, you know, season eight of Alone, a show I like. I really like Alone. It's fun. I'm casting the people to be on it. So I, can, I have, you know, these. Can you cast me? No, I would not cast you. That would not be good TV. It would I be, think it would. It would be fun for like three minutes until he's crying and then they'd have to get you out of there. You want like real <laughs> people not. on this. But when you go through, you have to find people who fit the certain skill type that you're doing to begin with. But then you also, it's reality TV. You can't just have no personality. Now, alone is limited because there's only so many people with this particular set of skill. Tim Neeson's of the outdoor world that can pull this off and act feasibly survive up in the conditions, which I show you. They are out there doing all of this however they can put you know this guy who i think might make some good tv because he's a bit of a crazy person uh and you know isn't afraid to do that on camera let's put him in a more generous spot so he can stick around longer it's not like they're dumping them on a map randomly they know where they're going that's fair i would agree with that well we hit production issues so that just marks the end of the show no more arguing about reality tv production although i'm right very clearly and even was conceded to that point by Tim Andergast! Tim Andergast. Which is his name, obviously. Remember to rate and review the podcast. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe. While you're there, tell some friends. Help us share the show around. All the previous content down in the description. And run thesims.com. You simulate every week of the 
football season, for fantasy, for betting, for props, whatever it might be, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount off the season-long package. That'll do it for me. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!